You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Born apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies and actors. Words. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and this episode is hosted by Stacy. We are pleased to present to you actor Jordan Alexander, the star of the hit series show Gossip Girl, which has exploded into public consciousness and she has propelled along with it. Beyond Gossip Girl being a huge global show, Jordan Alexander is incredibly passionate about representation, specifically supporting the next generation of black creatives, LGBTQ rights, and the environment. We are so excited to have Jordan speak with us on this episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Black Girl Nerds podcast. Um, again, thank you. My name is Stacy with Black Girl Nerds, and uh, I am speaking with the lovely Jordan Alexander from Hello. the Gossip Girl Reboot. Mm-hmm. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm having a good day. How about yourself? Same. The sun is shining. Mm. We have like a nice clear day. You can see all the way out. So it's beautiful. Oh, I love that. You need one of those every now and again. Yes. (laughs) Well, so um, of course, I watched Gossip Girl in its first incarnation long, long ago, back in 2007. (laughs) And I was obsessed with rich kids being rich and behaving Mm -hmm. badly. (laughs) Tell me about your history with the show and what brought you to it. And did any of that kind of inform the way that you play your character, Jillian? Yeah, I mean, I also saw the show as it was coming out. And um, it was very exciting, you know, there was a lot of buzz around that show. And so I was, I was always excited to watch it and my sisters and I would watch it together. So that was like another added element. Um, but then with auditioning for this one, you know, like it, it came across my radar when Emily Allen Lynn told me that she was auditioning for it. Um, and she was like, you should too. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so uh it was it was kind of just that simple you know and I put my put my hat in the ring and and then the rest is history what was it about the show specifically that kind of appealed to you what did you like about it well I I thought it was interesting that they were considering me to be honest mm-hmm. you know I felt like considering someone like me for the character of Julian made me think like oh what are they doing here and it it like piqued my interest you know um as well as they had kind of followed up that um they wanted to keep my hair short you know I'm an actor I do what I do for work um so I offered to them I was like I could put on a wig I could do whatever you know and they said no like we want to keep your hair short and I was like okay I'm hearing y'all loud and clear and I like it. <laughs> well, you know, the the 
optics are different, which is very interesting to look at. We still kind of have the rich, you know, kids kind of behaving badly, but now we have specific influencers, which is mm -hmm. what Julian kind of is. And mm -hmm. so in the first incarnation, you have this very kind of campy, overtly over the top, tongue in cheek kind of thing. And then the second version, I feel Julian is a little more grounded, but mm. she's also surrounded by a lot more progressiveness, a lot more diversity. Um, what was it like kind of reading those scripts and being like, oh, there are other people of color and there are queer people in the script? Incredible. <laughs> Mostly I was just like, this is great. Like this is the type of thing that I look for if I'm trying to watch a show. I'm like, is there diversity? Are there queer people? That's just something that piques my interest and makes shows more enjoyable for me. Um, you know, I like to see uh, different experiences and I think that it's important. So I was just excited. <laughs> well, so we know that Jillian is an influencer and she seems to have the world kind of wrapped around her finger, but mm -hmm. then we have this kind of cog, you know, uh, dropped into everything of mm -hmm. her estranged little sister, Zoya, who's played just so sweetly by Whitney Peak. Um, kind of tell me, what was it like working with Whitney? And how did you go about kind of forming their push and pull relationship that they have? Yeah, I mean, it's amazing working with Whitney. From the jump, she was just so sweet. Basically, the day I got cast, she found my number and like messaged me and then we Aww. called and talked. She's like, I'm playing your little sister. And it was just so sweet. And immediately I just felt like very comfortable with this person. And, and uh, yeah, I, th I think the bond just started there. Um, but with the push and pull, I think that we ground it in this desire to bond with each other and this desire to really try for each other. Um, and I think that um, with all the craziness that goes on around it, that's written into the script, like as long as we have that basis of love for each other underneath it, it's gonna naturally kind of create the tension there, right? Because everything that's happening to them is trying to pull them apart, but they themselves are trying to keep themselves together. Well, a big part of that also is the fact that they love each other, but they don't mm -hmm. really know each other. and. Yeah, so coming kind of from that angle of it, it's like, I want to trust you because I love you, but then yeah. all this other stuff is happening that's telling me otherwise. How do absolutely. I do that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, I know you are approaching the mid-season break. Is there anything that you can kind of tell us about the rest of the season, what to expect? Yeah, I mean, I would say like an acceleration in the drama. <laughs> you know, the first the first six was laying the land and letting you know about the characters and, and there was definitely drama and, um, you know, clogs thrown into the wheel, as you say. Um, but this is a true unraveling. Um, and I think it really challenges all of the characters on who they are and who they need to become to deal with the things that are happening. I love that, you know, a big part of especially this reboot is looking at Julian and Zoa, Zoya and being like, why did you make that decision? And then being like, well, I guess I'll watch to find out. Exactly. <laughs> I guess I'll be turning in next week. So I'm excited for that. 
Now, I want to talk about you. Um, you're, you know, a relatively young woman and you've lived a really eventful life. And, you know, you're a singer, songwriter and musician. And again, I listened to you and it was absolutely beautiful. I love it. Um, you've owned a cleaning company, you yeah. model. And, you know, all of this was even before Gossip Girl. Kind of tell us about your journey up until that point. Yeah, I mean, I, when I moved into Toronto, into the city, um, you know, work, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, so I would kind of do anything. But yeah, most notably, I started my own cleaning business. And I got a lot of clients that, you know, felt that they wanted me to clean <laughs> for them. So uh, that was a really cool moment in time. I even had like little cards. Oh, um, what was the name of the business? that jordan clean that's cute i like that right? <laughs> i want that jordan clean they, you want that jordan clean right that's right. uh so i felt that was clever and i and, and it was really interesting and i guess kind of looking back i was like oh yeah I, I like made my own business i didn't really see it that way it was just i was having a lot of clients like approach me personally and i was like okay cool yeah like uh, we can just do it ourselves right um and so then that happened but yeah i've i've been an artist and I'm you know doing music all the time and then therefore you know I'm interacting with other creatives and they're like oh hey can you come do this shoot for us and I, ne I never really thought of it as modeling I was like mm -hmm. oh I'm like doing something for my friend you know and this is cool and fun and I like being in front of the camera <laughs> so there was a lot of those type of situations where you know you're just around your friends who are doing creative stuff and you get pulled into it um but then, yeah, it, end of 2018, I really started to focus on acting. Um, my older sister convinced me to do it and then got me signed with an agency like maybe a week later. So uh, she was very instrumental in me pursuing that aspect. Excellent. So I wanted to talk more about the music. Do you have any projects in the work currently? And then um, is there a chance we'll hear your music on Gossip Girl sometime? Oh my gosh, I would love to hear my music <laughs> on Gossip Girl. That'd be very, very cool. Um, I've had a song placement done before and it was very exciting. Um, so yeah, that would be super cool. And, and also, I mean, the music on Gossip Girl is incredible. Mm -hmm. Rob Lowry, who, who puts all that together, like, Mm. it's it's just uh you know it's a one so if he felt like my song should be included there I would be very honored uh but I don't know we'll see um and yeah I'm actually while I'm in Canada I'm trying to do what I can to get the the wheels moving on uh, a music project that um I've been working on since last year you know I have all the songs together and I and I and I just need someone to glue it all together, which is really lucky because um, my friend and uh, a collaborator that I've worked with before, Havaya Mighty, is down to uh, help me with that. So, I'm and you excited. did some producing on this yourself, is that right? Yes. So I produced all the demos, um, and and they'll take them and uh, you know create them into fully fledged songs. You know, I I use um, GarageBand and mm -hmm. looping, so the premise of the song is there and then it just needs to be like fleshed out. So I'm really excited for that process. You know, I feel, of course, there were so many issues going into the pandemic and going into lockdown, mm -hmm. but for those who were able to kind of tap into 
different types of creativity. I feel like it was such a boon. And I love mm -hmm. that you kind of, you know, taught yourself how to do that. We're like, all right, yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna get it done. <laughs> yeah, those hobbies that you can kind of do inside and by yourself, right? I, I'm very lucky to have one of those, you know, I'm not I don't do a lot of stuff outdoors. So it, it, <laughs> it was very lucky in that situation. I prefer a roof as well. <laughs> Some roof, sort of warm. My food is closed. I'm like, why am I ever going to leave? Exactly. Exactly. So um, I want to talk a little bit about kind of social responsibility and mm -hmm. being an artist within that realm. I know you're very dedicated to Black Lives Matter, to LGBTQ plus rights and more. Tell me kind of why these movements are so important to you. And as an artist, what kind of things do you do to push those forward? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're important to me just as a person, you know, like you learn about things and and I try to educate myself as much as possible. You know, there's a lot of things going on in the world, but um, as far as I'm able, I try to educate myself on what's going on. And I mean, there's a really common theme between all of it in this like, you know, lack of understanding humanity, um, the humanity of others or the humanity of people who are different from you. So I feel like that's like a really underlying core. And if that's ever being threatened, I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna feel something for that. Mm -hmm. um so yeah and like I I just try to educate myself as much as possible you know because now that I have this platform I'm, I'm able to share like valuable information or even contribute in ways that I couldn't before um but I think that the most important thing is to educate myself on what's going on and the really meaningful ways that I can help and um, I love that you do really lead by example. Uh, you had the article where you said, you know, I refuse to live my life in private. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, why should I have two straight people don't? And I love just the kind of matter of factness of that. Um, I want, we're hearing it more and more for from young actors and from uh, just more younger people. What do you think has changed that is kind of promoting more and more of that openness? Yeah, I mean, it's it's gotta be the cultural change and also the representation, you know, um, people's understanding of what's possible, which mm -hmm. is why I think representation is so important um, because, you know, prior to that, if all anybody's doing is hiding, you're kind of gonna feel like that's all you can do. Um, you know, and in some cases that is still true, you know, which is another reason why I feel passionately about being out and open, uh, because then I'm able to be representative of people who can do that, you know, and I think that if you can, you should. And if it's not safe for you, you don't have to, you know, mm -hmm. it's not always um, the, the right thing at the right time, you know, so like with your safety in mind, like, you know, try to live as openly as you possibly can. I think that's so important. There's a simple saying that's like, if you want to be it, you have to see it. And the idea, there was this, uh, some sort of thing, some sort of study that came out and they were like, oh my God, you know, more and more people are 
are turning gay. You yes. know? You're just like, <laughs> Must be the well, TV and the gay right, Exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, they saw someone good. Now they're gay. And it's like, well, yeah. no, they're feeling more comfortable coming out. They were yeah. always gay. You know, they it's were, like, baby, they were always gay. Always <laughs> gay. Now they're just, they feel like maybe they won't get killed. Maybe they mm-hmm. won't be attacked for being themselves. Disowned and maybe or whatever. They can live their lives. Exactly. So I yes. think it's, it's, it's a seemingly small thing. It's very simple, but I think it has such a big impact. Yeah. And I love that we're seeing that more from artists like you, especially because there's so many people. I love reading all the little tweets and <laughs> all the people. It's like, Queen Julian, ah, you know, and they just love you. And so My I heart. <laughs> am so excited to see as you move on and as you grow and inside this messy show (laughs) and outside in this messy world just bringing a beautiful life and beauty to it (laughs) well thank you so much jordan i appreciate you talking with me today and of course we wish you um nothing but the best for gossip girl (laughs) likewise and thank you for everything that you do wonderful well i hope you have a great rest of your day and a happy holiday coming up wonderful have a good day The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.